Welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and I have some exciting news. In addition to this podcast, I am beginning another podcast that will feature steamy and ultra-steamy romance novels. These will be available on the platform, Ream Stories. Ream Stories is busy finalizing the ability to upload audiobooks to their site. As soon as it's up, I'll let you know and you can listen to the steamy side of Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl. Please stop by my page to see what's already available at tinyurl.com slash reamcherish. The ebook is now available on Amazon. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 27, 9 a.m. Jack eased open his office door. The little desk lamp cast a soft glow in the room. Bella slept on her side, her face towards the sofa back with her back and ass towards him. He couldn't help but start at one end of her body and allow his eyes to travel over the dips and curves of her form. Her long hair draped over her shoulder and cascaded like a black waterfall of silk, edged in pink. Stepping into his office, he silently closed his door and took a few steps to his desk. Setting his backpack on the desk, he unzipped the bag and placed his laptop next to it. Then, easing into the chair behind the desk, he moved his head back and forth to stretch his neck, and then he rolled his shoulders and let out a breath. He crossed his hands behind his head and leaned back in the chair. He couldn't take his eyes off of her. Maybe she'd be weirded out if she knew he was staring at her while she'd slept. But hell, she was in his office and he liked the idea of coming home to her. They'd been lucky that none of the civilians in the apartments around them were injured when they took down Omar and his men. Even though there were deaths, it could have been a disaster. Thankfully, the death tallies landed squarely in the asshole column and not in the white knight column. Even though they'd hoped to take Omar alive so that they could question him, when Omar pulled the gun, he'd sealed his fate. Jack didn't regret killing the man but he did regret the loss of information. There was no telling how big the cell was and who the other members were. The ones they did take alive didn't seem too smart. They were probably just grunts and would have ended up putting on a vest to show their commitment to the cause. Dumb fucks. Bella felt the air shift in the room as Jack's masculine scent surrounded her and teased her awake. Moaning as she stretched, she rolled over on the sofa and zeroed in on Jack. In the low light of the room, his hair seemed darker and his eyes more piercing. The look on his face was so primal and determined that her heart rate ticked up at the heat in his eyes. Swinging her legs around, she eased into a sitting position and held his gaze. She was surprised when he didn't say anything, but kept his eyes locked on her. He had that same intense glare that convinced her that she'd crossed some line with him. She hoped he wasn't putting up a wall again. Maybe something had gone wrong on the mission. Clearing her throat, she asked, Are you okay? Jack didn't want to jinx the connection he felt with her with words, but he read the concern in her eyes. Bringing his hands from behind his head to rest in his lap, he leaned forward in the chair. Smiling, he replied, I'm good, just tired, and horny. He kept that knowledge to himself. Scrubbing a hand over his face, he pushed aside the night's activities and focused on her. He craved the positivity that she radiated, and her vulnerability tugged on his heart and activated a need to comfort her. He desired her from afar for too long. Now, having her in his office, on his sofa, was a new kind of torture. A torture on his heart and mind. He wasn't sure how to proceed with her, 
If he went with his gut, he'd be on her already, drinking in her soft moans of pleasure as he loved her. But it was too soon. She hadn't had time to process the mess Eric had made in her life. His typically bright eyes had a hardened edge to them, and it concerned her. Did someone get hurt? No. Jack shook his head. He'd answered without even realizing that it was a lie until he saw the relief in her eyes. He assumed she'd met one of their guys, and not a bad guy. But he didn't clarify. She wasn't cleared to be in the know regarding the details of what happened on their mission. Besides... The Fed-approved details would be on the news, and then they could discuss whatever had been released. Jack stood and crossed the small room to the sofa. Easing himself onto the cushion beside her, he said, I'm just tired. He knew his body was tired. It had been way too long since he'd slept, but adrenaline still pumped through him. Mike and I are leaving again soon. We're going to crash a little and then refocus. They were giving themselves about an hour to chill, but he didn't think he'd be able to chill with Bella in the room. Hmm, Bella mumbled and stood. That's probably smart, she added with a smile. Jack grabbed her hand when she stepped away from him. Hey, where are you going? She gazed down at him. The softness in his voice and the desire in his eyes nearly had her sitting beside him again, but he needed his rest. I'm giving you the sofa. I've been laying around far too long. She smiled. I need to stretch my legs. The softness in her voice warmed him. He stroked his thumb gently over her skin and noticed her quick glance at their hands. A hint of heat flushed her cheeks. That doesn't mean you have to go. I didn't come in here to kick you out, he replied, his voice taking on a hungry low pitch. The desire that laced his words raised the hairs on her arms. I know. She wouldn't be able to live with herself if he got hurt on a mission because he didn't get the rest that he needed. You need to chill. And I'm getting sore from laying around too much. I need to move a little. She pulled her hand out of his and motioned towards the sofa. It's more comfortable than it looks. With a smile, she picked up her laptop and went into the hallway. Walking down the small corridor, she went into the break room. She knew that they'd had company in the room earlier, and she was glad they were gone. She hadn't caught a glimpse of the people, even though she was curious. Cole had given her strict instructions to stay in Jack's office until they were gone. And she complied. She wasn't going to doubt their judgment. Things fell apart quickly when she did. She set her laptop on the table and walked over to the refrigerator to get a soda. Popping the tab on the can, she brought the soda to her lips and let the sugary syrup flow over her tongue and down her throat. Hey. Logan said as he walked into the break room. He paused and leaned against the counter. Water's better for you. He forced his lips into a smile. He wasn't happy, but he wanted to be strong for Bella. She'd taken a big hit because of their pass. Bella snorted. So I've heard. She smiled and eyed Logan. He looked tired. She'd heard fragments about what had happened to him, but she didn't want to pry. She'd seen the news report on Aditya's suicide. Regardless of feeling betrayed, he had to be in some state of shock or feeling a betrayal, just like her. She figured he'd been informed on what happened to her. Besides, between her bruises and her slow gait, it was obvious that she'd had a little situation too. In fact, he'd probably seen it on video before he deleted it. She wasn't sure how she felt about that.
It was humiliating to have your relationship turn violent and laid out for others to see. How you feeling? he asked. Better, she said. The pain meds are working, but now I feel drugged and drowsy, which I guess is better than feeling like a punching bag. She leaned against the counter and held his gaze with a smile. She was tired of being tired. Yeah, the good shit'll do that to you, he teased with a wink. He wished there was a drug he could take to wipe the memory of Aditya killing herself from his mind. When she'd held the gun on him, a part of him didn't think that she'd shoot him. He'd hoped that she had some feelings for him that would spare him, but he hadn't expected her to kill herself. Bella angled her head. How are you? she asked, moving her hand that held the soda can towards him in a version of a point. Logan wasn't one to easily bear his soul to people, but he felt a camaraderie with Bella in this nightmare. They'd both been taken for fools and used. Olive. Hmm. Bella groaned. That good, huh? She slowly walked to the table and pulled out a chair and sat. Setting the can on the table, she kicked out the chair across from her and said, Have a seat. Share a drink with me. Sounds good, he replied. He had a few minutes. He was still peeling back the layers of information on the bug and the battery that had been placed in his computer. The technology was amazing, stuff he'd never seen before. The battery was only talked about in theory in the articles that he'd found on the subject. I'm working on something that's blowing my mind. Thankfully, it served as a great distraction from the shitstorm Aditya had created in his life. Logan grabbed a water from the fridge and sat across from Bella. I'm sorry about Eric. That must have come as a shock. He hadn't liked the guy, but he hadn't pegged him for a killer either. Bella snorted. Shock is just the tip of the iceberg. What's worse is that I feel like a fool for falling for him. She shook her head and stared at a dark swirl in the faux wood of the table. She'd been so happy about those damn flowers, but they'd just been a way to manipulate her and get into the office. He totally played me, she said flatly. Yeah, that does suck. But you can't feel guilty. None of it was your fault, Bella. He said her name to get her to make eye contact with him. You weren't trained for this. No one thinks you are a fool. She scoffed and took a swig of her drink. She hated to think what Jack thought of her. She'd been so happy with Eric, practically beaming, and to think that Jack had a crush on her while she rubbed his feelings for Eric in his face. Part of her was ashamed. She hadn't realized how he would take her teasing when she gloated and preened over the flowers. Where were those, anyway? She hadn't seen the flowers since the attack. She hoped Cole got rid of them. Look at me, Logan continued with a casual shrug. I fell for it, and I even know to be on the lookout for this shit. He wasn't sure he'd ever trust again. His perception of Aditya couldn't have been more wrong. Bella looked at him, assessing his eyes and face. Other than looking tired, there was a sadness in his eyes that gut-punched her. It wasn't your fault either. What happened to you? She added, referring to his relationship with Aditya. Logan raised his eyebrows, making his forehead crinkle. Not so sure about that. He took a sip of his water. His part in the attack in Afghanistan was why Aditya came after him. He wasn't as innocent as Bella wanted to believe. Well, at least she didn't try to kill you, Bella said. She'd confronted the hatred and rage in Eric's face as his hands had tightened around her neck, 
He would have killed her if Jack hadn't shown up. As she reached for her soda, the memory made her hands tremble. She gripped the can to stop the shaking, slightly indenting the thin aluminum. Not so sure about that, he replied. Aditya may not have killed him, but what had been her intentions when she'd shown up at his place with the geisha sticks in her hair? Had she worn those because she was unsure about what to do with him? Had she planned to kill him? Bella didn't like the heaviness in his voice. She leaned forward and stretched out her hand, resting it on his. Logan, I don't know what you two had, and I'm sorry for your pain, but when it came down to it, she chose to kill herself instead of you. So whatever you thought she felt for you, it must have been real on some level. Logan's lip twitched as he thought that through. He'd fallen for Aditya, and it had felt real to him. Her body had quivered under his touch. Can a woman fake that? He guessed in some way she must have fallen for him. Aditya had been a ruthless killer, conning men and then gruesomely killing them and desecrating their bodies. But for whatever reason, when confronted with a choice, she'd chosen not to harm him. She'd put the bullet in herself instead of him. He wasn't sure that made him feel any better. His heart still broke, and he'd never get the images of her head and blood spraying the walls of his office out of his head. I guess there's some comfort in that, he replied. Very little comfort. They sat in silence as they finished their drinks. Logan dismissed himself with a head nodding and a quick see ya as he went back to the lab. Bella flipped open her laptop and checked her email. Mike walked into the break room and spotted Bella at the table looking at her laptop. She glanced up at him as he crossed to the refrigerator. She looked messed up, but he was glad that she'd recover without any permanent damage. She'd been lucky. Heading out soon, she asked. Mike was dressed in black cargo pants and a black long-sleeved t-shirt. She was relieved to see that whatever they were going to do wouldn't need protective gear, although she knew they'd still carry. Mike bobbed his head and said, Yeah, in a few minutes. He knew Jack would want to see her before they left. He reached into the fridge and grabbed a water. Why are you hiding in here? Unscrewing the bottle, he leaned against the counter and took a swig. Maybe he could prod her towards Jack. Bella shrugged. I'm not hiding, she replied defensively. I gave Jack the sofa so he could rest. Mike snorted, confident that being alone on the sofa was not what Jack wanted. If you need to speak with him before we leave, you may want to get moving. How the hell had he turned into a matchmaker? Oh, Bella drummed her fingernails on the keyboard of her laptop. She did want to see Jack, but she wasn't sure what she'd say. Be careful. That sounded lame. Come back to me. That sounded desperate. Yeah, she said as she logged out. I'll see if he needs anything. Closing the lid on her laptop, she scooted the chair back and stood. Mike raised his water bottle to her and nodded. Good idea. Bella gave him a smile as she exited the break room. Her nerves jittered in her like frantic butterflies in her stomach. She'd always liked Jack, but she'd never thought of him as someone she'd date. Not because she didn't respect him. She had immense respect for him. But rather, she didn't want to mess with the awesome work environment she had at Savage Security. If they slept together, how would it affect her work? What would happen if they stopped seeing each other? How awkward would it be to see him every day? 
Would she be forced out to avoid the awkwardness? Tucking her hair behind her ear, she decided that she didn't need to figure everything out right now. She would just wait and see what happened between them. She didn't need to overthink this. Stepping up to the door, she knocked and waited. Jack rubbed the sleep from his eyes as he stood and grabbed a fresh t-shirt. Come in, he called, hoping it was Bella. If it wasn't her, he'd hunt her down before he left. No way was he leaving without seeing her. Bella opened the door and stepped into the office. Jack's arms were raised as he pulled a t-shirt over his head, the sight of his bare chest. Her heart raced as heat flooded her. She'd never seen him with his shirt off. His pecs and abs were clearly defined by hard ridges of muscle. A dusting of light hair covered his pecs, and a happy trail descended from his belly button and disappeared into his cargo pants. Jack caught Bella's heated gaze as he eased the shirt down his torso. If she didn't stop staring at him like that, he would pull his shirt off again and let her explore his body with more than just her eyes. Rolling his shoulders to adjust the fit of the t-shirt, he tugged on the hem. He enjoyed the lust in her eyes. Glad you showed up, he said. Heat flushed Bella's face as she ripped her gaze from his broad chest and focused on his eyes. His smirk only embarrassed her more. He'd caught her ogling him like a horny teenager who'd never seen a hot man before. She sucked her bottom lip into her mouth and bit, unsure of what to say. I never knew what a rockin' bod you have. Just didn't seem appropriate. So she went with, yeah, as she fiddled with the laptop in her hands. Mike said you'd be leaving soon. Thought I'd say goodbye. She inwardly groaned at her lame response. At least she hadn't told him to be careful. She looked so uncomfortable standing there, like she didn't know what to do. He hated the insecurity in her eyes and the tense rigidity of her face. Bella was a woman who should never feel insecure or unsure of her talents and abilities. He did the only thing he knew to do. Never breaking eye contact, he walked to her and eased the laptop out of her hands and set it on his desk. Then, standing in front of her, he slid his hands gently over her cheeks. He hated the purpling bruises around her eye and cheek. He wanted to make Eric look a thousand times worse than she did, but he wouldn't get that pleasure. Instead, he'd have to settle for the pleasure of Bella's touch and taste. When his fingers brushed over her cheeks and threaded into her hair, Bella's heart rate soared. She stood there, staring back into his eyes as his lips descended towards her. Ever so gently, he brushed a kiss to her swollen eye and then over her bruised cheek. The tenderness in his touch melted her heart and rocked her to the core. As his warm breath gently puffed against her face, she reached out and gripped his shirt at his waist. He adjusted his stance, and his tongue slid along the seam of her mouth. She closed her eyes and relished the tsunami of feelings that flooded her. She let go of her fear, of her concerns for how this may affect her work, and she opened her mouth to him. Jack eased the tip of his tongue along her lips and then gently explored her mouth, rubbing the tip of his tongue against hers. He made sure every movement was gentle so that he wouldn't hurt her battered body. Stepping closer, he brought his body flush with hers as he explored her mouth. She tasted sweet, like chocolate and soda. One of her hands settled on his chest, and her other hand wrapped around his waist. The heat from her hands ignited his blood and sent it racing through his body like lava. His cock strained against the tight cotton fabric of his boxer briefs, and when she moaned, he deepened the kiss.
Pressing her palm against his chest, the racing beat of his heart thrilled her. Exploring his firm chest with her hand, his nipple hardened as her nails scraped over it through his shirt, and in jealousy, her nipples hardened in response. How would Jack touch her? Would he gently caress her, rolling her nipple between his fingers as he tugged, or would he nip at her? She splayed her other hand along his abs and felt them tense through his t-shirt as she toyed with his nipple. Jack moved one hand out of her hair and ran it down her spine, gently pulling her closer, needing to feel her. He rocked his hips into her and angled her head up to deepen the kiss. She gasped and winced at the new position. Jack pulled away and brushed a thumb over her chin. I'm sorry. He shook his head. I didn't mean to hurt you. He was an ass. Here she was, beaten up and sore, and he was pawing at her like a horny teenager. As much as she was enjoying the intimacy, the new position had craned her neck and pulled on her ribs. Bella's chest heaved as she ran her fingertips down his chest and stopped on his waist. She noted the bulge in his pants. He was as turned on as she was, and as much as she liked that, it made her nervous. That's all right, she replied, and brushed her hand over her neck. My ribs are still sore. I'm sorry. I got carried away. He'd wanted her for so long that his mind shut down, and he let his sex drive take over when she was in his arms. It was a place that he wanted her often. Bella shrugged one shoulder and gave a weak smile. Me too. She swallowed, hating the slight pain that spread through her throat at the moment. She wasn't in any shape to let her desires take control, and she'd certainly egged him on by the way she touched his body. She'd done nothing to dissuade him. Jack's hands traveled down the outside of Bella's arms and stopped on her waist. It's just that I wanted to kiss you for so long. He paused and smirked. It was nice. Nice? Her heart still pounded in her chest, practically slamming into the ribs that were bruised by Jack's life-saving talents. Yeah, she replied lamely, but it didn't affect his smile. Her body thrummed with desire, yet she didn't have a clue what to say to him. Do you know when you'll get back? She asked, taking the focus off their kiss. She needed to get it together. He shook his head. No, it shouldn't take too long. Maybe a few hours. He wanted to kiss her again. Re-enter that state of absolute bliss when she pressed herself against him and moaned into his mouth. Try to get some rest while I'm gone, he added. She nodded and said, Be careful. She was an idiot for spewing out those lame words. He chuckled. You have never said that to me before. Does that mean you care? He cocked his head to the side and gave her a cocky smile. She snorted and rolled her eyes. I've always cared. That was true. She'd always cared about the guys at work, but her feelings were shifting in regards to Jack. She was starting to care a little more. Good to know. He leaned down and brushed a gentle kiss along her lips. Then he turned and grabbed his Glock off his desk. Don't get into trouble while I'm gone, he teased. Wouldn't think of it. He gave her another smile and then headed out the door. She didn't want to stare at him like some needy puppy as he made his way down the hall. So she shut the door behind him and grabbed her laptop off his desk. She was in the mood for a romantic comedy. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoy the relationship building between Jack and Bella. And FYI... 
The next chapters in Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl will be live tomorrow. If you can't wait for the next chapters to be released, you can purchase Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl by Cherish Lively on Amazon's Vela and KDP platform. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow My Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively. Or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.